Hey, this is Steve Allen. I'm the pastor of Destiny Christian Center in Laplace, Louisiana. I want to thank you for joining us today on the Discovering Your Destiny broadcast. I hope it builds your faith, helps you to grow in every area of your life. Enjoy this message. Known by this, and we're dealing with the love of God, and we're supposed to be known by his love. Now, Sunday before last, I taught a lesson that's in this series uh, that deals with human love versus God's love. And in that lesson, we um, looked at why six reasons uh, of what's wrong with human love or natural love. We said human love is self-centered. We said that human love is... uh, uh, built upon mutual exchange. We said human love needs a positive response from the recipient. Uh, we said that human love leads to bondage. Uh, we also said that human love is governed by prejudice. And we said that human love fails. Um, in 1 Corinthians 13 and 8, it says love never fails. And, and that text is talking about the love of God. The love of God. Matter of fact, let me hear you say, the love of God never fails. The love of God never fails. And when, when we read the Amplified Version of this uh, a couple of weeks ago, it says that God's love never fails, fades out, or becomes obsolete, or comes to an end. So God's love never fails. Now, human love is the opposite. Human love will fail. It will fail. Now, I want you to go to, we're going to continue dealing with human love versus God's love. I want you to go to Matthew chapter 24, and we'll look at verses 10 through 12. You have your Bibles? Jesus is speaking. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. One another, And many false prophets shall, shall rise, and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Now, notice it says the love, uh, in this text, it says it can grow cold. And the word cold means to cool off. It means to diminish or decrease, decrease. In some cases, the word cold means death. So this human love can diminish, it can decrease, and it can die. The reason that folk in this text, their love grew cold was because they were operating in human love. Human love, uh, as we learned a couple of weeks ago, is based on positive circumstances, is based on positive responses, is based on positive feelings. But God's love is detached from circumstances, responses, or feelings. Now today, I want to deal with three kinds of human love. Family love, friendship love, and sexual love. (laughs) Family love, Friendship, love, and sexual love. Now, let's let's look at family love first. 
The Greek word for family love is storge. It's a natural, natural born affection. It's a natural affection between relatives. Now, this love can be extremely strong. Family love can be extremely strong. It can be beautiful. But like all human love, family love is conditional and it can grow cold. Um, it can diminish into selfishness. And it's, a, it's an unfortunate reality, but I've seen families who hate each other. I've seen families where parents don't get along with their children. I've seen families where siblings have nothing to do with each other. Uh, family love is powerful, but it needs the love of God if it's going to be successful. The second kind of love is friendship love. The Greek word for friendship love is philia. Uh, this love is, is the sharing of common interests. How many of you have friends? <laughs> Some folk didn't raise your hand. All right. How many of you have acquaintances? You have people you... How many of you don't have no friends? Okay. Friendship love is that love where you find somebody that's compatible with you. Uh, it's, it's, it, and it can be beautiful, but like all human love, friendship love is conditional, and the truth is, it can grow cold. I want you to think about this. And I'm sure all of us know some folk that used to be real close, but because of some type of circumstance, they broke off the friendship, and now they don't even speak. And the reason that this relationship failed was because it was human love. And human love is conditional. It can diminish. It can decrease. And it can ultimately die. So friendship love is beautiful. But even friendship love needs agape, which is godly love. You, you cannot really have a great friendship Unless God's love is involved. You need, you need agape. That agape love is going to be the glue that holds that relationship together. Now, the third love that we want to deal with is sexual love. Uh, the Greek word for sexual love is eros. Um, let me tell you this. It, it's important that we deal or we learn about sex in church. Because the truth is, you're going to learn about sex somewhere. And see, most of us have learned about sex in the streets, and it's perverted. Most of us, most of us didn't learn. Matter of fact, you never, when I was coming up in church, I don't know if I've ever even heard the word sex in church at all. No, man, sex, no, no. And most of the time they didn't want to talk about it because everybody in church was having sex. But, uh, <laughs> so they, they, it was taboo, we ain't talking about that. Go to Proverbs chapter 5. I'm going to start at verse 1. In the Message Bible. Dear friend, pay close attention to this, my wisdom. Listen very closely to the way I see it, then you'll acquire a taste for good sense. What I tell you will keep you out of trouble. The lips of a seductive woman are oh so sweet. Her soft words are oh so smooth. 
But it won't be long before she gravels in your mouth a pain in your gut. A wound in your heart. This is the Bible. I'm just reading the Bible. She's she's dancing down the, what's this, primrose path of death. She's headed straight for hell and taking you with her. She hasn't a clue about real life, about who she is or where she's going. So, my friend, listen closely. Don't treat my words casually. Keep your distance from such a woman. Absolutely stay out of her neighborhood. You don't want to squander your wonderful life to waste your precious life among the the hard-hearted. Why should you allow strangers to take advantage of you? Why be exploited by those who care nothing for you? You don't want to end your life full of regrets, nothing but sin and bones, saying, oh, why didn't I do what they told me? Why did I reject a disciplined life? Why didn't I listen to the mentors or take my teachers seriously? My life is ruined. I I haven't one blessed thing to show for my life. Do you know the same drink from your own rain barrel? Draw water from your own spring-fed well. It's true, otherwise you may one day come home and find your barrel empty and your well polluted. Your spring water is for you and you only, not to be passed around among strangers. Bless your flesh-flowing fountain. Enjoy the wife of your married, enjoy the wife you married as a young man, lovely as an angel, beautiful as a rose. Don't ever quit taking delight in her body. Never take her love for granted. Why would you trade enduring intimacy for cheap thrills with a whore? The Bible, that's the Bible. That's the Bible said that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Mark well that God doesn't miss a move you make. He's aware of every step you take. The shadow of your sin will overtake you. You'll find yourself stumbling all over yourself in the dark. Death is a reward of an undisciplined life. Your foolish decisions trap you in a dead end. I think I can close the book and go on home now. This scripture is talking about sexual love, but it's talking about it in the context of marriage. Now, in the King James Version, it uses the word ravish uh, in that 19th verse. And and I looked up the word ravish in the strong concordance, and one definition of ravish is deception or deceive. Now, what that tells us is that sexual love is a beautiful thing, in the context of marriage. But it also says to me that there's something about sexual love that's deceptive. Listen to me. The reason that we need to talk about this is because if you're single and you start having sex, you'll start thinking that you love a person because sex can be deceptive. That's why folks sometimes have sex before they get married and they think that they love each other and they get married and they find out that something is missing. See, sex will deceive you into thinking that you love somebody that you really don't love. And see, God wants us to keep sex out of the relationship outside of marriage because you need to develop things that are unrelated to sex. 
Please hear me. Please hear me. See, you need to work on things that make for a lasting relationship, like conversation, like attentiveness, like tenderness, like affection. See, God wants you to work on things that really matter in the relationship because here's the truth. Once you get married, you'll be able to have sex all the time, but you ain't going to want it all the time. Maybe most of the time, but not all the time. And you'll find out that there's more to a relationship than just being in the bed. Can I just talk to you? See, here's the truth. You don't spend that much time in the bed, and you can't live in the bed. So you end up having a great relationship in the bed, but you can't even talk to each other. Oh, Lord. Because you didn't work on the things that strengthen your daily relationship. You build it off of sex, and you let sex set your wedding date. And you get married, and now there's nothing else. You don't have a whole relationship. You don't have a solid relationship because it was built on your sexual relationship. And it's really not love. It's sex. Because love never fails. Now, now, now I know you may not like me for this, but if you want to really know if it's love, take sex out. Six people. All right. Okay. Hey. <laughs> oh, Lord. It's just, you know, that now you're not having sex, you'll be able to see if you really enjoy being with each other. Come on, let's just be real, huh? Some of you can't even talk to the people that you, you, you're in relationship with. You can't, y'all don't talk? Hey, hey. Sitting there looking at each other. Hey, so, uh, how was your day? It was good. How was yours? It was fine. Okay. Because <laughs> that's all you got. That's all you got. Okay, okay. So keep. Keep it out of your single relationship. And if you've been sexually active, ask God to forgive you and stop. And if you're afraid that you're going to lose him or her because you stopped, then you really don't have anything anyway. Oh, glory to God. Now look, I'm just teaching you. I know y'all are going to go have sex anyway, but I'm going to tell you the truth. I hear you, Pastor. Hey, look, you ask a hard thing of me tonight, Pastor. I don't really want to talk to him. So anyway. Ooh, somebody say, teach, Pastor. <laughs> Sex outside of marriage. Man. And I'm, I'm not going to sit here like I'm the, the guy that was a little angel before I got married. I'm not that guy. I'm not going to sit here and make you feel like that. 
I'm just saying, I'm not sitting here like, you know, I live like an angel all my life. But I'm telling you, if you want a strong, lasting relationship, I'm trying to help you get there. Amen. Amen. So, I'm sorry, baby. I know I threw you under the bus. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. You knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. You knew it. So, we have three kinds of human love that we're dealing with. Family. Friendship and sexual love. Sorge. <laughs> but if they're going to be successful, we need agape. We need the, the love of God. So how do we know the difference? <laughs> Y'all come on in here now. How do we know how do we know the difference between human love and and God's love. I want you to go to Matthew chapter 7. Oh, I'm on Periscope. Hey, all right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Now I want you to notice that the storm came to both houses. Both houses looked well before the storm. Listen to this statement. The foundation of a structure determines its ability to withstand the elements. Now, I want you to see the rock foundation as being the love of God. And I want you to see the the sand foundation as being human love. So, the difference between Human love and God's love is the ability to withstand pressure. Lord, boy, that's it in a nutshell. Now, listen to this statement. Every relationship will be tested at some point. Every, Every relationship, family relationship, friendship relationship, all of these relationships, marriage relationships, they will be tested at some point. How many of you know I'm telling the truth? And it's the love of God that's going to cause it to stand. It is the love of God that will cause any relationship to stand. You've got to build this thing on a solid foundation. If you want a successful marriage, you've got to build it on the rock. You've got to build it on the love of God. Somebody asked us just Monday night, uh, give me the secret to 34 years. And my wife just said, God. She says, it's just that simple. It's built on God. It's built on a solid rock. And, and, And any relationship, your family relationship, your friendship relationship, your marriage relationship needs to be built on a solid foundation because I don't care who you are, there's a storm coming. Oh, I know you're skipping and holding hands right now, but tomorrow there may be a storm. 
And if you're built on the sand, your 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 structure won't won't last. But man, when you're built on the love of God, you can withstand any storm. How many know I'm telling the truth? How many of you have, have, I mean, you know that your relationship is built on God and you've had some storms and at some point it looked like it was over, but you're still here because you're built on the rock. You'll bend, but you won't break. And let me tell you something, even with storms, you know, I'll never forget this story I heard about a, a storm that happened in, in Galveston, Texas, where they had all these palm trees, and there was a storm that came, and, and, and uh, the, the trees were blown, and they bent over. And, they, and when the storm was over, they came back up, but they measured them. And they found out that after the storm, the trees were taller than they were before the storm. They bent, but they wouldn't break. And see, some of us, man, we've gone through some storms, and we come out even stronger than we were before the storm. We bent, but we didn't break. Now, real quick, I, I wanna I wanna uh, look at some biblical illustrations of these three types of love. First, family love. Uh, go to Second Kings. This is a rather unusual story. Second Kings, chapter six. Verses uh, 24 through 29. You there? And it came to pass after this that Benadad, the king of Syria, gathered all his hosts and went up and besieged Samaria. And there was a great famine in Samaria. And behold, they besieged it until an ass's head was sold for fourscore pieces of silver and the fourth part of a cab of dove's dung for five pieces of silver. And as the king of Israel was passing by upon the wall, there cried a woman unto him, saying, Help, my lord, O king. And he said, If the Lord do not help thee, when shall I help thee? Out of barn floor or out of the wine press? And the king said unto her, What aileth thee? And she answered, This woman said unto me, Give thy son that we may may eat him today and we will eat my son tomorrow and we boiled her son and did eat him and I said unto her on the next day give thy son that we may eat him and she hath hid her son now notice that there was a great famine in this land and things were so scarce that they resorted to cannibalism now I'm talking about family love and when it has pressure on it, it can diminish into selfishness. The root of what they're doing in this text is selfishness or self-preservation. And the pressure is the famine. So when resources are scarce, people tend to preserve self. Now when you look at this story, and it's a horrible thing, it, it's, it's gross. And you ask the question, how in the world could they do this? Well, I want you to think about this. What's the difference in what this mother did and men that impregnate women and walk away? What's the difference in what she did and men fighting not to pay child support? 
It's all about self-preservation. I mean, the only reason that you want you don't want to pay it is because you want to take care of you. It's the same principle. It's the same principle. You'll change jobs to keep from paying child support. And some of you have. You, you went and you got married to somebody else and you think that all things are all new now. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, the whole things have passed away and all things have become new. But I want you to think about that. Even some sisters are with guys and you don't want him to give money to his children. What's the difference than what they did in this scripture and what you're doing now? It's all rooted in selfishness. Why would you allow kids to suffer just because you don't get along with the mother? And brothers, listen to me. I believe that if you take care of those kids and you do what's right, God will help you. And even if it means that you have to struggle on the front end, God will look at your heart and God will bless you and God will see to it that you come out on top. Got a little quiet right there. We'll move on to the next one. Friendship love. And you can write down these scriptures. Acts chapter 13, verses 1 through 4. Acts chapter 15, verse number 36. Read it, read it later. But these scriptures talk about... Uh, Barnabas and Paul. These are men of God. Uh, they weren't just missionary partners, but they were good friends. And Barnabas was actually the one that brought Paul into the church because nobody really wanted anything to do with Paul, uh, given his history. But it was Barnabas that introduced him to the brethren. And if you read the verses, you'll see where Barnabas and Paul had some type of conflict because they had a difference of opinion. They were the best of friends, but when the pressure of conflict came, they separated. And I submit to you that God didn't separate them because the Holy Ghost put them together. But because at some point in their ministry they operated in human love, they separated. When pressure is applied to human love, it won't stand. We'll move on to the next one, and I'm going to a close. Sexual love. Scripture reference. Read it later. 2 Samuel chapter 11 verses 1 through 27. Scripture talks about how King David committed adultery with a man's wife. And it started because he saw her bathing. And he kept looking until it caused him to sin. And this tells me that we have to really guard our eye gates. That's why, listen to me, that's why you should monitor what movies you watch. Because some of this stuff can lead to perversion. As a matter of fact, I, you know, I was looking at this and the Spirit of the Lord told me to tell you that a lot of you are watching stuff and you open the door to the spirit world. You're opening the door of your soul to lustful spirits to operate in your life. You have to watch your eye gates and you have to watch your ear gates. You have to guard your eye gates. You, you should be looking at everything. And let me tell you something. You know, you know what's good and what's not good for you. Okay, okay. You know, you know, hey, this, look, I don't need to be watching this. Because you open yourself up to the spirit world. Man, our, our kids now, young kids are so sexual. Yeah. 
because they've been opened up to the spirit. They have, they have the world in the palm of their hands with these uh, dumb phones. They can go on all these different sites. And they, they, they see all this stuff. And they become perverted because they, they, they're opening themselves up to this spirit. And you still need to monitor them. You don't need to just let them have freedom with all this stuff. You need to monitor what they're watching. Monitor what they listen to. I know that sounds old-fashioned, but listen, man, look, there's some stuff I didn't see until I was an adult. We didn't have all that. We, man, the, I, I said this before, the, more, the most skin I ever saw was on I Dream of Jeannie. She had her belly out. I was like, Lord Jesus. <laughs> but now, I mean, man, it, it's... Regular television. Regular television, you can see anything. And don't talk about on the computers and on these phones. You have to guard yourself. You know what you can handle. And you know what you can't handle. What you need, why you need to go see Fifty Shades of Grey? You can't handle one shade. Tell your neighbor, watch your eyes. <laughs> Tell them, say, cover your ears. Oh, Stuff is getting your soul. Yes. You're getting your soul. Yes. David started looking at the Sheba until he acted upon his desires. He acted on it. He opened himself up to it, and then he acted on it. Come on. Again, you know what you can and you can't handle. Some of you, there's certain songs you know you can't even listen to without it taking you somewhere. <laughs> Ooh, you know, that song, that just make me feel some kind of way. What some kind of way means? Somebody help me with that. <laughs> and that song right there make me feel some kind of way. Well, you know what? If that song is making you feel some kind of way, you don't need to listen to that song if it's against God. Oh, Lord. Ooh, I remember. Ooh, Jerry was in my life back then. Ooh, Jesus, Jerry. Ooh, yeah, Jerry used to sing that song to me, too. The next thing you know is, I wonder where Jerry at nowadays. And oh, you're on social media, Jerry. How, what was his last name? I don't remember his last name because we ain't never talked. <laughs> you gotta go. <laughs> Boy, that, was, that was a curveball right there. Wasn't it? <laughs> you, you, got, you got to... You got to guard your ears. You got to guard your eyes. Listen, David David was looking at this woman until he acted upon his emotions. And the end result, it caused him to kill her husband. This sexual human love led to murder. And if you're not operating in agape... You're not operating in this godly love, you'll do anything. Okay, okay. I'm telling you, you if you don't, if you're you're this 
Your life is not built on a solid foundation. Your life is not built on on godly love. You will do. You can't trust your flesh. You, you, you cannot trust your flesh. Me, I can't trust my flesh. I'm not just talking about you. We cannot trust our flesh. You take this flesh, you put it in the wrong place, and you're really not standing on the solid foundation. You could be here tonight, and this flesh could be doing something later. As a matter of fact, can I help you? This flesh wants to be doing something later. Always pulling. It's always a pull. Always a pull. Try to pull you away from the things of God. And the devil will set you up. And I mentioned Jerry tonight, and maybe the name wasn't Jerry. But maybe you thought about somebody. And see, the devil will have you thinking about somebody, and you'll be minding your own business in Walmart. There they are, just pop up. I was just thinking about you. Yeah, you you pulled me into this place. The devil is a setup artist. How many know I'm telling the truth? The devil is a set. You ever? You ever? You ever? That's why I know you can't trust these these phones. Because, man, what was I? I walked into a mall in Houston, and. I, walk, I was walking past a store, and all of a sudden I get an email from that store talking about a big sale. And I'm like, how you know I was here? I'm, I'm, has that ever happened to anybody here? I'm like, what? No. So I know that this thing is being, I'm being followed. There's an eye in the sky watching my every move. Well, the devil's is watching your every move. And he's trying to pull you. And he'll set up little situations to bring you back to what you've been delivered from. And if you're not rooted and grounded in God, I don't care, you know all the scriptures you want to know. That flesh will do anything. I just told him Sunday, I grew up in the church. I was a deacon at 12 years old, sitting on the board with a bunch of old men. I got away from church when I got into sports business. I'm in Atlanta, away from the word. Stop getting the word. Stop feeding my spirit, man. And, and my client says that they wanted to go to a place called Magic City in Atlanta. I thought that was Disneyland. <laughs> I didn't know, I'd never heard of Magic City before. I thought Magic City was Disneyland. I found out that it was an adult entertainment place. I'd never been in a place like this in my life. And I first got there, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> they, they, they ain't got nothing on. <laughs> I'd never been in, involved in anything like that in my life. <laughs> but I took my flesh out of the fellowship. Stop feeding my spirit, man, that word. And then, man, if you, 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 you get out of place, you'll end up doing anything. Ever been in, ever, well, no, y'all ain't going to admit that. I'm the only one that admits that. But 
Man, you'll find yourself way out somewhere and trying to figure out how in the world did I get way out here? And the devil is so slick, man. He, he ain't trying to hit a home run. He just wants to steal the base. Keep stealing the base. Keep stealing the base. Keep stealing the base until finally he got you out. So we got to make sure that we guard ourselves. We, we can't trust human love. We've got to operate in the love of God. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, there's just a few things I'd love for you to do. First, subscribe to our show. That way, the most recent episode will be in your feed. Secondly, if this ministry has impacted you and you'd like to help us to continue to reach others, visit our website at destinychristian.org slash radio. That's destinychristian.org slash radio. I'll see you next time on Discovering Your Destiny with Steve Allen.